Morning. It's a pleasure to be back here one more time. Uh, we're now in the month of October. Yes, Lord. Yes. We've got a couple more months before this year is over. Really. Thank you, Lord. But through it all, God is still blessing us. You're good. Thank you. Amen. We're going to go ahead and just start our devotional service, and we pray that you all will join in with us here. Let's celebrate this day that the Lord has made. Thank you. Us. Thank Amen. You. Thank you. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me.
our Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord, yes. The Creator of all things. Yes, Lord. The one who sits high and looks low. Oh, yeah. The one who holds the whole world within his hands. The one who sent his son out on Calvary's cross to die for our sin. Our Father, again we come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts and yes. our minds. Thank you, Lord. Thanking you, Father, for another day's journey. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thanking you, Father, for life, health, and strength. Yes, Lord. Thanking you, Father, for touching us this morning. Thank you, Lord. And giving us another opportunity yes. to come before you. Yes. In prayer. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, we come this morning, Father, to lift up thy son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But he said that if he be lifted up, that he would draw all men. All men. All men. So here we are this morning, Father. Thank you, Lord. We come this morning, Father, to lift up that blood-stained banner. Thank you. We ask now, Father, that you look down upon New Jerusalem. Yes. As a whole, Father. And bless, Lord God, for we all stand in need of your blessings right now, Father. We come asking you, Father, to look down upon our sick and shut-in this morning, Father. For you know them all name by name, one by one. We just ask now, Father, that you just move in their lives and touch and bless as you see fit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, Thank we you. just got so much to be thankful for. Thank you. Yes, yes. We come, my, my Heavenly Father, asking you to look down upon the pastor of this church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Give him a word, Father, a word that may be the word. Give him a word. Give him a word, Lord. Help him, Lord Jesus. Thank you. All, so we need your Thank you. We pray, Lord, that you just continue to bless his household, Father. Thank you. And watch over. Look down upon Reverend Jenkins this morning, Father. Bless Thank you. His household, Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, just move throughout this congregation. Yes. Mighty power. Lord, we just thank you right now, Father. We have so much, Father. Thank you, Lord. So thank much you, Lord. to be thankful. Thank you, Lord. And Lord God. Thank you. Thank we you. Thanks now, Father. That you look down upon our children, Father. Thank you, Lord. And just keep them in your care, Father. Thank you, Lord. For this world, Father, this world is cruel right now, Father. There's so much evil and wickedness going on, Father. And we just pray, Lord, that you just protect our children. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep us all from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father. Thank you, Lord. Open up the people's heart and their mind, Father. Help them to understand that you're God Almighty and that you're still in charge. Thank you, Lord. And all they need to do, Father, just call upon your name. Your name, Lord. And everything will be all right. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It is in the blessed name of our Son, Jesus, that we do pray. And we give thanks, Father, for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
devotion to serve, but not an anti praise. Take it over! Remaining the service over into the hands of the pulpit. And we God continue to bless upon bless and smile upon each and every one of you and all his children. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
and that makes us a member of your family. And we thank you for that. Somebody needs for one thing and somebody needs for another. Father God, you know each and every one is by name. You know the amount of hair is on our head. Father God, you know what we need and when we need it. That's why we come to you, Father God, to put our cares at your feet and lay our burdens down at your feet. Father God, right now, we ask you just intervene into the lives of your people right now in a mighty, mighty way. You know all things, Father God. You're too wise to make a mistake. Father God, right now, you have all power in your hands. We ask of Father God that you intervene into our worldly affairs right now and give us a life more abundantly that you said that you came to let us have. We thank you, Father God. Father God, we ask you to create us a clean heart and renewing us the right spirit. And then when you've done that, we ask you for a fresh anointing. One fill us up from the soul of our feet to the crowns of our head. Father, as I desire to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all this righteousness. Because we know that your word said, if we do that, all other things will be added unto us. So Father God, we have our priorities in the right place. Father God, we want to be all that you want us to be. In spite of what struggles we have to go through, Father God, we want to be obedient to your will. We understand that there's a blessing in obedience. But Father God, every time we try to do good, evil is always present. Father God, our spirit is willing, but our fleshly man is weak. So we ask for Father God that you allow the spirit man and woman on the inside of us to Father God to overwhelm and overtake the flesh right now in the name of Jesus. So we hear you more clearly, Father God, so that we are more obedient to you, that we put ourselves last and your purposes and your regime first. Thank you for that, oh God. Father God, put a hand of protection around your people that are weak, oh Father God. Father God, protect us from the wilds of the devil. You said in your word that when the enemy comes in on us, like a flood, you will raise a standard against him. We ask, so God, that you raise the standard right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but, but against principality, wickedness, and high places. Father God, everywhere we turn, there's an obstacle. We ask, so God, that you help us to fight the battle, Father God. We know that the battle is not ours, but it's yours. Just have your way. Father God, we don't ask this for our sake, Father God, so we can brag on ourselves. But Father God, we want you to get all the glory, and no matter what we're going through. We want you to get all the credit that you're going through. We don't ask you to help us, Father God, so we can glory in ourselves, but so that we can tell the world of what a mighty God we serve. Do it, Father God, not for our sake, but for your name's sake. Lest they say we serve a dead God, and you brought us out to lead stranded in this worldly wilderness. We ask, oh God, right now that you fight our spiritual battles for us right now. Someone has strongholds in their life and they can't break them. We ask you to break every yoke, Father God, and loose every shackle right now in the name of Jesus. And then, Father God, we ask you when we feel like throwing in the towel and we don't feel like doing it no more. We have to reach our wits in. We ask you Beyond the grave, and pull us through, oh Father God. Help us to see a little something, something that you're working out of our hand. So our faith will hold on, and we will hold on to our faith just a little while longer. Bless me, Father God. Bless
invested in it going out and it's coming in. Father God, supply this ministry with every need right now in the name of Jesus. You said that you will build your kingdom upon the rock called Jesus and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Have your way, Father God. That's all we ask for, Father God. The Lord, if you got forgotten to say something,
first Sunday in October 2023. Welcome to the sanctuary this morning. And to all of those who are streaming with us live on Facebook, we welcome you as well. To God be all the glory. Well, today is Holy Communion Sunday, and we're asking that you prepare your hearts to partake of the Lord's Supper following the message this morning. Well, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and on next Sunday, we will have none other than our mission president, Sister Amy Thomas, who will be observing with all of us breast cancer awareness. And it is Pink Sunday next week. She will be delivering her testimony on living beyond breast cancer. To God, we serve a mighty good God. And we need to acknowledge how good God is to all of us. And we're asking everyone to wear something pink next Sunday. We will have uh, our pink ribbons available to everyone who will read one um, on next Sunday as well. But we're just going to observe Pink uh, Sunday the rest of the month because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Not just breast cancer, we're extended to all forms of cancer. So we want to keep you aware of, um, uh, of breast cancer and how it's affecting our black community. To God be glory. Well, we wish happy birthday to all of the, those of you who are born in the month of October. And we ask that you will continue to pray for all of our sick shut-in and to read. We're so happy to see Brother Jackson is in the audience.
um, to this special effort. Ask your family, ask your friends, your friends to be a part. Um, this is going to be a, a good time. We have a, a very uh, nice segment of the program planned. But I wanted to highlight just the importance of what our contributions uh, go to. They go to the support of our school, Florida Memorial, which we are so connected to um, in this church as a missionary Baptist church in Florida General Baptist. So I encourage each one of you, we have envelopes in the vestibule. Our ushers have envelopes as well. If you want to contribute today, we will be taking donations up until the fifth Sunday. Um, again, Men are the blue team, so if you're uh, giving to, uh, to be towards the men's team, circle the blue B on the envelope, and if it's the women's team, circle the O for the orange team. Thank you so much for your attention. It's God be the board. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I know everyone's going to hear to that announcement, and we also want to go back to our pastor's anniversary on the third Sunday. We have envelopes that are available to each of you that we would like to give you. You can either get it now, next Sunday, or the Sunday of the program. However, we would like for you to write a love note in that envelope uh, and place it in the envelope along with your love gift. So we're looking forward to having you do that. Okay, our inspirational quote for the day. Remember who you are. Don't compromise for anyone, for any reason. You are a child of the Most High God. Thank Live you. that truth. Back into the hands of our pastor. Thank you. God be the glory for all the great things he has, has done and is doing in the life of the ministry. Amen? Amen. We will thank God for life. We will thank God for how you blessed in New Jerusalem. Come yourselves according to all the announcements. Ready if you're here, no need for me to go back over again. But I do want to encourage you to come out, which is next Sunday, for uh, uh, Pink Sunday. Okay? That's a, a special Sunday. Because we want to, be to celebrate those breast cancer survivors in our midst as a part of our ministry. The only way to Sister Amy to give her testimony, but God will be giving us, through me, a special message to the women and all breast cancer. Amen? All breast, all cancer survivors in, in that service. God is still in the blessing business. He definitely is. And you say that lightly, but God is still in the blessing business. Even for the ones who we in our mind figure did not make it through that, through that, God is still with the Lord. And God used them to bless somebody while they were going through what they were going through. So and we know that for a fact. Amen? And you must come. To hear her testimony, to hear what she has to tell you, see how God used used people and, and saved and, and heals people's bodies. It's just a blessing. Because if he did it for her, he can do it for you. He can do it for somebody else. Alright? You can take it for granted. You know, we take a lot of things for granted and we hear people say things as until until it's knocking on our own door. And we don't we don't get serious about certain things and it's knocking on our own door. Amen? Pay attention to everything right now and let your faith be, in, be strengthened and encouraged before you have to go through something. Uh, you know, Dr. Jameson did it and tell us about his myeloma and look at Dr. Jameson. If he didn't tell you nothing wrong with him, we wouldn't want nothing wrong with him. Amen? Because God's in the blessing business. And that's what he does for his people. Amen? 
exist, but I just wanted to, to say that we look forward to, to that. We have a busy month on October. Let's govern ourselves according and let's enjoy the month as we wrap this year up. Because time is slipping, slipping into the future. Amen? Amen. And it waits for nobody, so we need to be about our Father's business. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, we got any business in the sanctuary with us today? If you visited or visited us for the first time and you return business, stand on up so we can welcome you back in the sanctuary. Amen. Amen. Give us your name, give us your name, so we know y'all out the church can come up here and say something to you. My name is Deborah. I've been here before. Hey. Hey. I'm glad to have you back. Hey. Hey. Glad to have you back. We glad to have you back with us in the sanctuary. It's so good that you see that you're still in the land of living God. We're going to go this morning. We're just glad that you decided to visit with us here in New Jerusalem. We thank God for that. Amen. And we know that you'll get something. Out of service, they have no walk with the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, give them another hand clap and praise for them. Pastor, I have one other announcement I failed to announce. I want to announce to the church that on next Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon from 1 to 4, our children will be in a training workshop. So we're asking parents to make sure the children are here. Directress um, Brown uh, is uh, 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 facilitating the workshop. So it is important that your children are here next Saturday at 1 p.m. It's from 1 to 4 p.m. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good show, beautiful partner. Uh, we're not to eat last Sunday night. You're going to have a good time on Saturday. Yes. Amen. Just to help y'all sit. Amen. Thank God for this. It's probably the young people. That's the love God. Amen. It's often time. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, bring you all the tithes in the storehouse and be meat in my house. Said, pull me not, child of God. See, Lord, I open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. <clears throat> Giving us a part of worship. God instructs us that we ought to bring the tithe into the storehouse and be meat in his house. He also says that he would rebuke the devour for our sakes. And I, I love that part of the scripture. That he will protect that blessing that he's given from the enemy. Amen. Amen. As they come and prepare us, we pray that God bless us often in defense.
Father God, whatever they give unto you, return it back to themselves, full, breast out, shake together, and run all over. Make us all make you for the betterment of building your kingdom. When different things are over now, your sins are placed. Amen, your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all the love of the Lord say, Amen.
help us, oh God, to be that light, that beam of light that calls us as we shine to come unto thee. Help us, oh God, to grow in you and that we're sanctified when we're saved. Help us to acknowledge that there is a continuation of the sanctification as we grow in you. We pray someday, O oh God, that we can say like Paul in the word, these are just light afflictions in comparison to what you have for us in glory. Oh, bless us today. Help us, O oh God, and renew, prepare us for our shepherd that will come for a powerful word and deed, convict him, convince him, anoint him afresh. Fill him with your Holy Spirit once again. Teach, guide, lead us to that way of understanding in accordance with your will and your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in at his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean and of fowls of everything that creepeth upon the earth. They went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male, the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the 600 year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle of their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of the flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. The Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and was lifted up upon above the earth. And God's word is already blessed. I'd like to talk with you this morning and have the Holy Ghost preach and teach to you when God has you in the dark. When God has you in the dark. And take your seats in the presence of the Lord. When God has you in the dark. Since the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden, mankind has been tempted to think more highly of himself than he should think. Mm -hmm. Shakespeare has this notion in the monologue of his in Hamlet when he writes, what a piece of work is man. How noble in reason, how infinite in faculty, in form, and moving, how expressed and admirable is man. And action, how like an angel. And apprehension, how like a god. The beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. And yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? The Victorian era British poet William Ernest Hemsley, last line of his famous poem, Invictus, says and writes, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. This morning, I want to strike all that I just mentioned to you as the rubbish that it is. It is impersonal idealism. It is secular humanism. It is evolutionary naturalism. It's secular. It's wanton Hinduism and uniform atheism. 
Here's what the Bible says about man. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, about who we really are. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of man's heart was only evil continually. And it repented God. It repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him. And his heart, although the flood in his heart now, although the flood is the single greatest judgment ever to hit the planet earth, COVID-19 notwithstanding, it was also God's greatest type, listen to me, it was also God's greatest type of foreshadowing of salvation. Because it leads directly to look to Calvary. And Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. But with great dispatch, brothers and sisters, I want to impress upon our hearts this morning, even though this is a familiar text, that God can deliver us. He can deliver us. But before he delivers us, he must develop us. Before God can deliver us, deliver us he must develop us. Film that is exposed to light is ruined. Thus it must be developed in the dark. The reason God may have some of us or all of us in the dark is best described by Dr. Rick Warren, Dr. Jenkins, the retired pastor of Saddlebrook Church in California of, of the fame, purpose-driven life. Dr. Rick Warren says trouble comes in our lives for one of three reasons. God wants to protect us from it, or God wants to prepare us for it, or he wants to develop us in it. Let us look this morning with a fresh set of eyes at this old story and learn the lessons of sinfulness of man and the grace of God. Are y'all with me? All right. And how God, by keeping us in the dark, saved the whole earth because one man believed and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. As a sidebar this morning, brothers and sisters, I read the passage from the King James Version because other translations does not translate it how God wants you and me to get this message today. Here's how the King James puts it. The other translations, other translations said this way. God says to Noah, come thou all thy house into the ark. The word come is used some 1,972 times in the Bible. That's how the King James Version said, listen to it. The King James Version says, listen again, come thou all, come. Genesis chapter 71 being the first time of the 1,972 times the word come is used. It is both a command and an invitation. Even though this invitation was given thousands of years ago, God is still inviting people to enter the ark of safety. Amen. But before Noah and his family could be saved, Dr. Jenkins, they had to come in. He built the ark. 
but building the ark couldn't save him. He had to come in. New Jerusalem was built over 50 years ago, but building a church won't save you. You have got to come in. And not only do you have to come into church, but you got to come into Christ. Because you can be in the church and never be in Christ. But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Walk around with me through the text this morning. In the darkness, there is a sanctuary. Sanctuary. The ark must have been an unusual and impressive sight as it sat in an ancient field in Mesopotamia. It was a wooden ship, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high, built by Noah and his three sons. Are y'all with me? They worked on the ark 120 years. While building the ark, he preached his message that a torrential rain and a terrible flood was coming upon the earth. Surely people thought Noah and his family was crazy. After all, it had never rained on the earth. They never had heard thunder. They had never seen the clap of lightning. They had never even heard of a storm because God watered the earth even after the fall of man with a mist. But brothers and sisters, the ark was to be a sanctuary against the storm of wrath that was brewing against sin and evil on the earth. Because the ark looked strange and unusual in a place that would not, you would not expect to see an ark. This church looks strange we're sitting right now in this community with all the urban stuff that's going on around us, with all the drugs that's being used in different places, with all the, 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 the broken down cars in different places, with all the houses that are here, with people that are struggling, poor people, wealthy people, all in the same community. People probably thought and believed Reverend Jones perhaps was crazy for putting this church in this part of the community. But the place that the church belongs is in an unusual place in the community. Because when life turns on people on the outside, there's sanctuary on the inside. Are y'all with me? Right. And we need a church in the community for people to run to to find sanctuary in times of crisis. Because if we let the church be the church, God will send men and women, boys and girls, who are lost on your way to hell to come to this place that looks unusual where it is located in this spot. But where else would you put a church but in an unusual place in the community? Have uh, you ever thought about this? Think about this. Dr. J, check this out. People don't say there's too many clubs in the community. They don't say there's too many liquor stores in the community. They don't say it's a church on every corner. There's not enough churches for all the sin that's going on in South Florida. There's no sinner shortage. So we need a sanctuary to capture those who are on their way to hell. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. 
One man among all the men on earth was still walking in the ways of God. Noah was not a sinless man, but his faith was in God, and God counted him and into him, imputed him, and counted him as righteous. Sound like we all in, in, in our Sunday school lesson again. On the basis of his faith, you can never say you believe in God unless you obey God. Y'all heard me? All right. You can never say you believe in God unless you obey Him. Because what, what is belief? What is belief? Belief is motivation to obedience. Now listen to me, new Jews, family. You are free to adapt, adopt in religion you choose. You can follow any plan you wish, believe in any doctrine you want, and follow any teacher you like. But if you want to be saved from the wrath to come, you must receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It sounds like a narrow plan because it is a narrow plan. Acts chapter 16 and verse 31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thou household. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18 says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 12 says, He that has the Son of God has life, but he that hath not the Son hath not life, and the wrath of God abided upon him. The ark was a sanctuary. But not only do we see sanctuary in the ark, in the dark that Noah is in, we also see, see secondly, sovereignty. Sovereignty. My brothers and sisters, hear, hear me. The ark was not Noah's idea. He built it, but it wasn't his idea. It was God's idea. You hear me? The, the one word that made the difference in Noah's life, the one word that makes a difference in my life, in your life, is the word grace. Grace. Because he was a sinner, Noah still deserved nothing from God but judgment and damnation. But God reached into Noah's darkness and extended grace to Noah. Amen. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Pure, perfect, precious, powerful grace. If you are saved today, you're saved because God extended his grace to you. And you graciously accepted his extension. Are y'all with me? We did not come to him on our own. Because the very faith we needed, the very faith we needed to believe, had to come from him. Can I run that by you one more time? The very faith we needed to believe, we had to get it from God himself. Let me see if the Holy Book can help me make that plan. When my daughter Camille was an EMT student, I, I told her and warned, they could be a lot more props. I mean, they, don't, they just have to get used to that thing. They get to when she was an EMT student, when she wanted Sister Phil to buy me a Father's Day gift or a birthday gift, she said, Daddy, I'm going to come and ask you for some money so I can buy you a gift. She was struggling. She meant well. She wanted to please me. So she said, I'm going to ask you for some money to go and buy you a gift. She wanted to make me happy. She wanted to please me. She wanted to make me smile, y'all. You know. But the only way she could please me, Sister Phil, she had to come to me to get it from me. What she needed to go and she needed to get from me 
what she needed so she can buy what she needed to go and buy for me in her mind. She didn't have any money, so she said, Daddy, I want, you, I want to buy you a Father's Day. I want you to buy you a gift, but I got to get some money from you so I can buy you a gift. I thought, what? Uh -huh. She wanted to please me. She wanted to please me, but she didn't have the financial will with her to do so. I'm trying to help us get this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. You got to get from him what you need to please him. Are y'all with me? All right. Faith. You're not here because you are so holy. You're not here because you uh, got, got a large cross around your neck. The very faith you need to come to church, God had to give it to you. Because left to yourself, you would be, you and I would be in hell this morning. We'll be hellbound this morning if the faith we need to come to Christ didn't come from Christ Himself giving it to us. We are saved because God looked beyond our dead, darkened, deceived, deceived, and doomed condition. Are y'all with me? He reached out to us by His grace. I want you to confess this morning. I want to confess to you this morning. I am the chiefest, I was the chiefest of sinners, I am. I'm a crook, I'm a wretch undone, and left to myself, if I am in a room by myself, I'm in bad company. All right. I'm a sinner, but hallelujah, y'all, I'm saved by grace. I had the grace of God. I wish I had somebody else here that had the grace of God move upon their life. If I just had one or two or three people just say, thank you, Jesus, for the grace of God moving in your life. I want you to know that God did not rescue us. If he did not rescue us, the Lord had not taken us off the street, took us up, turned us around, placed our feet on solid ground, we would not change our mind. We would not be in here this morning. We looking good this morning, but guess what? We didn't look like this 15 years ago. No, we didn't. Somebody here who there's somebody here who has been delivered that God has helped you along your life way. He is helping you. Stop acting like you made it by yourself. Nobody made it. If it had not been for the Lord, uh -huh. all right. On your side. Where would you be right now? No, I don't want to shout right now. I don't want to shout. I'm trying to hurry, Sister Fear, because I know. Look at Sister Fear, look at me. How long my pastor gonna take his first Sunday? <laughs> he just needs to pick up. <laughs> so let me cut across the field since I'm trying to hurry and tell us that. In the ark, not only is there sanctuary, Dr. Jacobs. In the ark, not only is there sovereignty, but in the ark, there's security. Now, the reason I read it to you, us, from the King James Version, is because God did not say, go into the ark, and I'll be watching you. He said, come into the ark, and I'll be with you. He did not say, go into the ark, go in, I'm watching you. He said, come in, and I'm waiting on you. Brother said, God was in the ark. When Noah built it, because safety was not in the ark. This ark that Noah built had one door, one window, and three stories. It was 450 
feet long, 75 feet high, and 45 feet wide. One door, one window, three stories. One door, I mean, there's only one way in. One window, I mean, you got to look up. Three stories because salvation is the plan of God. Walk with pastor. S executed by the Son of God and kept by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I was so low down, they keep the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost <laughs> to save me. All right. I didn't know the sinner here this morning to say it right. took all of that. And that day you would testify. It took the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. To save you. No school teacher, no principal can save you, no money, no college can save us. I need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to save me. The Father thought about my salvation. The Son executes my salvation, and the Holy Ghost keeps me saved. Here it is. God shut them in. God controlled the door of the ark, and He determined who went in and who stayed in. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 says, We are sealed unto the day of redemption. The Bible says, Noah built the ark and the ark rested. Y'all heard that? Down in the book. With Noah and his family inside, two animals of every kind, seven whole days before it started flooding. People laughing, people walking by, shaking their heads. Poor Noah, what a fool. How crazy he is to get inside that big wooden box. What a fool he is to be in this place. But then the Niagara Falls of heaven opened up. And not only did the rain fall, but the oceans overflowed. The banks and the rivers came out of their banks. Are y'all with me? The water not only flooded, but it rose up because it was a supernatural event. It is recorded now. It is recorded. Scientists have recorded that the flood rose 22,000 feet higher than Mount Everest. But like the young people say, check this out. The higher the water rose, y'all, the higher the ark rose. Yeah. I'm mercy. When you are in Christ, the higher the flood waters in your life, the higher you rise. In your levels in God. Oh, help me, Lord God. Because you and others around you can't understand how you keep rising with all the stuff going on in your life, with all the floods in your life, with all the rain in your life, because you are in Christ. And since you're in Christ, when the waters go up, you go up. I'm trying to quit right here. I'm almost done, Dr. Jenkins, but, but you went up. When you got divorced. You went up when you lost your job. You went up when you got out of the hospital. You went up when your enemy thought they had trapped you. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't be envious against the workers of iniquity. They shall soon be cut off like grass. The higher the water went, the higher the ark rose. Because Romans chapter 5 and verse 20 says, But where sin abounded, Grace did much more abound. The ark was made of gopher wood, y'all. Gopher wood is cypress, almost indestructible wood. But they had to cut down some trees to build the ark. What is a type of humanity, Dr. Jenkins, in the scriptures? And in order for the ark to be built, 
Wood had to be cut down. In order for you and I to be saved, digging cook, they had to cut down some wood and make a cross and take it on a hill called Calvary. And after the ark was built, it was covered with pitch. The word pitch, walk with me now, is translated in the scripture as atonement. The word pitch in the Bible literally means covering. The ark was built, but in order for it to float, it had to be pitched. It had to be atonement. You and I are saved by the blood of Jesus because his blood is pitched. It covers us. While we slept last night, there was a blood mark on our door. And you got up this morning because you are covered with pitch. Not because you teach Sunday school. Not because you sing in the choir. Not because you come into church. Not because you speak in tongues when you pray. Can I get a witness there? But because the blood covers you. Brother and sister, ark was not big enough to hold all who desired to come in. It was big enough to hold all those who desired to come in. To hold everybody who wants to come in to safety. The ark was not shaped like a boat. It was not shaped like a boat. It was made, if you look at a true ark, it was shaped like a floating coffin. Meaning Noah and his family was going to get in. They, if they were going to get in, they had to die to the things on the outside. If you're going to get in Christ this morning, you're going to have to die to everything on the outside. The ark came to rest. Listen, listen. The ark came to rest on the 17th day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. You might think that's insignificant. But the seventh month is when the Passover takes place. Jesus died as they were offering the Passover on the 14th day of the seventh month. And he was raised three days later. The 17th day of the month, he died. On the 14th day of the seventh month, he stayed in the grave three days. 14 plus 3 is 17. Meaning that just like the ark rested, everybody who comes to Christ can find some rest in him. Are y'all with me? Come to Jesus while you still have a chance. Find the Lord while he is yet able to be found. But Noah built that ship. He and his whole family got on board that ark. I understand many of you, y'all like cruises. I, I know you like the cruises. Carnival cruise, Disney cruise, cruise princess cruise. You like getting on those ships. God bless you. I appreciate that for you. I hope you have a good time when you get on those cruises. I just can't afford it right now myself, y'all. But guess what? I love to cruise myself too. Some people are afraid of everything, Dr. Jenkins. They say that is too long for me to be on the boat. I try to tell them you would never know that you're on a ship. One million young ladies said to me when I told her that, can I drive home if I get on the ship? I said, don't be crazy. You can't drive home. She said, Dad, I know I'm on a boat. You tell my brother, no, I'm on a boat. If I can't drive home, I'm on a boat. I love to cruise myself, y'all. I love cruising. Princess Cruises, that's my favorite cruise, Dr. Jiggin. I, tra I travel and cruise with Princess over 10 times. I'm classified as a platinum member. When I cruise because of my status, when I check in, I don't have to wait on line if I go. And when they will meet me at the curb, I pull and play, get my luggage from the curb, and take it up to my suite. That's why I said suite. That, that's how I'm going to cruise. That's how I'm going to do that thing. When the cruise is over, and you don't, don't matter how you eat on there, don't matter how you 
they treat you and spoil you on them, when the cruise is over, you got to disembark the crew. Mm. You got to disembark. Let me tell you something. One Sunday morning, down in Nassau, Bahamas, I got on another ship. I got saved. It was the old ship of Zion. Can I get it with this? On that ship, you can dine with the captain. You can sit down and dine with the captain. His name is King Jesus. My God. My God. King Jesus is our captain in the old ship of Zion. Y'all ain't hear me. All right. And you better get on board. You better get on board the old ship of Zion. Ain't no danger in the water in the old ship of Zion. Look at King Jesus is the captain. Is there anybody here that one day got on the old ship of Zion? Can I get a witness over? Because once you're on the old ship of iron, you're in the ark of safety. Yes. If you're in the old ship of iron, Zion, all the power in the world and the universe is in the hand of the captain. Because Jesus has all power in his hands. All things will work together for your good. Jesus keeps us in the dark to develop us for a reason. He walks with us. He talks with us. He tells us we are his own. All things work together for our good when we're on the old ship of Zion. If you are in the dark right now and you feel that you can't see your way out of the dark, God is not trying to defeat you. God is not trying to hurt you. Before God can deliver you, he must develop you. He needs to keep you in the dark to develop you All so right. you can come out. If you come out too, too soon, if he brings you out in the light too soon, it will destroy your testimony. He wants to develop you. Don't worry about when God has you in the dark. Just hang on. Just hold on just a little while longer. Just a little while longer, y'all. And everything will be just all right. Yes. May God bless and keep you. This is my prayer. Amen. 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 Let us stand. <clears throat> the gospel has been preached with power and persuasiveness to our saints. Perhaps there's someone in here that feels convicted, and we ask that you come as a candidate for baptism. If there's no one in that state, perhaps there's one who want to come by letter of Christian experience. I want to come now as the choir sings. Come to Jesus.
done that which the past man commanded, and there's still room at the cross for you. There's still room at the cross for you. So that God said something, encouraging you to walk with him. Amen? Amen. That you would continue to keep on keeping on and hold on just a little while longer. Amen? Amen. Let's get ready for our community. As you just wait on what you've got, come up closer. Go deep in the house, Lord.
one verse together. All together. Let's pray together. Pray together. One verse all together. <laughs> Father God, we lay it down at your feet and we leave right it now. Right we settle it, Father God. We're done with it right now. Because we just, Father God, want to die with you rightfully right yes, now. Lord, yes. We thank you right now for the sacrifice that you allowed your son to make to save us from our sin. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Father God, so as we use this as a symbol to remember you, we ask as we dine with you, oh Father God, yes, allow us to come closer. Not only to you, but closer to each other. Thank you, Lord. If you do this feeling simple thing for us, oh, Father God, we'll be careful to give all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. Amen. Now, the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan, yet of Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was known among the twelve. And he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So they promised and sought opportunity to betray him in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. Mm. Jesus said to the disciples, uh, Peter and John, go and prepare the Passover, that I may eat the Passover with my disciples. They said unto him, where do you want us to prepare? He said, behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher in a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he will enter. And say, the teacher says, where is the guest chamber that I may eat with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room. They will make ready. They went and found it as he had said. And when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve apostles. He said, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. But I will no longer eat of it until it be fulfilled in the kingdom. He took the bread and broke it and said, This is my body which is broken for you as he prayed. Likewise, he took the cup and said, This cup is the New Testament of my shed blood. 
God be the glory. Amen. You had a good day. Yes, sir. If I had to pick a Sunday that was the favorite Sunday of mine, come to Jesus' first Sunday. Because we have the audience of the church, it's communion. It's just a, a time to recommit yourself to God. Give God for thanks for what he's done for us. Amen. And that's just a, that's a, a great time in the life of the church. I, I love first Sunday. Amen? Amen. We had a good day today. We thank God for so many of you being in the sanctuary today. We thank, thank the ushers. We thank the musician and choir for all the, giving us all the appropriate songs and service. We thank you for that. We thank you for uh, all that you've done. Amen? Amen. Let's continue to pray for each other. Amen? Amen. We've all hearts and minds are ready. We stand and we're ready to go. Yes. Amen. Remember, Sister Phil, like to meet you all at first briefly after this, uh, I get the benediction. Amen? Amen. Voices.